I am unfiltered. What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light. And what ye hear in the ear, that preach ye upon the housetops. Matthew 10, 27. Frank, an animal behavioralist and his two-man team, find themselves lying behind a natural blind on the floor of the bug-infested grasslands within the South African wildlife sanctuary where they studied. As the hot sun drew closer to the scorched horizon, nightfall quickly began engulfing the landscape, allowing for the retreat of the unrelenting temperatures that plagued them throughout the day. Simultaneously, the fast-approaching nightfall effectively began diminishing their best defensive tools, their eyesight. Without the aid of night vision goggles, Frank notices that more of his sense of sight failed him, yet more keenly became his sense of smell and hearing. There, laying as still as possible, awaiting activity from the local wildlife, he suddenly became aware of the distant sound of something approaching. Excitement rushed through him as he sensed it drawing closer and closer until he recognized a pride of lions passing in preparation for their nightly hunt for prey. There they were, in plain sight, yet unaware of the human presence well within reach of capture. First, a group of adult females led the way with several young cubs and two frisky adolescent males in tow. Finally, a large adult male lumbered closely behind, bringing up the rear. Unexpectedly, he stopped just before the blind, raised his head as if he sampled the midnight air. And then without warning, bellowed a defying, deafening roar. After the elapse of seconds, each seeming to last at least hours, he finally began to follow his distancing pride cautiously, slowly looking to both sides as if he were still aware of something out there, yet not being able to pinpoint it or locate it. With a few more guttural grunts, he and his pride disappeared into the outer darkness. After a few more fearful minutes, Frank and his team released a chorus of long, cautious sighs of relief. In truth, we all like a good, sometimes juicy story to stir our imaginations and spark lively conversations after hearing it. There's nothing quite like walking, or in this case, laying prostrate beside a character in a story and being made to feel and visualize what they might have experienced as they dealt with the circumstances or the dilemma facing them. Still, how 
would the true nature of what was experienced be precisely relayed except by the one who had that experience in real time? How might one effectively have relayed the waves of fear that must have pulsed within the bodies that lay just outside the grips of those carnivorous felines passing so perilously by? How might one correctly indicate senses that were dulled by darkness only to ignite others into overdrive? How might one tell the danger they experienced that utterly changed the scent of the night air? Who else can tell it like the one that was there? Well, it is possible to recite with accuracy, but storytellers would have to be fully engaged with the story and trust their account as if it were personally experienced. The story must be absorbed and recounted with precision as it was intended to be. Unfortunately, the potential storyteller so often becomes so grossly preoccupied with filtering the story so to make it suit their comfort levels that such mischaracterizations ultimately result in missing vital important morsels of the account that made the story a classic in the first place. We, the called of God, are assigned to be reliable narrators of the Lord's message, to accurately transmit God's good news to his people. We have been given first-hand accounting of the most wonderful story ever told, in written form no less, from the most infallibly trustworthy source ever known. In fact, he cannot lie. We are commanded to fully engage by studying to show ourselves approved and rightly divide the word of truth. We are asked to completely absorb the story and exemplify Jesus Christ by abiding in him and allowing his word to abide in us. And lastly, we are assured when we stand to speak on his behalf, his spirit will give us the words to say at the moment when they are needed. Nevertheless, we often begin filtering out portions of his truth. You know, that word that calls us to be uncomfortable in moments most vulnerable. Those pieces of his truth that causes us to self-examine our, ourselves in front of people or the deep expressions of humility he asks us to show before God and man the things we'd rather avoid because we've rehearsed hurriedly getting to that part that is assured of raising a few goosebumps and producing resounding responses of amen, pastor, from the congregation. Well, if your answer to that is a defiant, never does that happen to me then we say, amen, pastor. Thank God for servants like you. For those of us who have come face to face with the discomfort of truth and have gained a willingness to recognize such behavior in our own ministries, then let us go to the Lord in unison to ask for forgiveness for mishandling his precious word. And let's make a decision right now to turn from that behavior and let's get on with the business of becoming vessels without filters, fit 
for the master's use. Hey, listen. I believe there's a new message waiting for you right now.